Hello, Waterboy. Uh, I'm I'm happy to announce that after like a month and a half of not recording a podcast episode, because I knew you guys were probably disappointed in me. You know, I I wanted it to be a regular thing too. Um, but I have the man, the myth, the legend, Mister VV Tutu. What's up, guys? Yeah. So you know he. He is, uh, he's one of my favorites, you know, I, 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 I like him more than most of you, so sorry. Um, Notorious rebuilder. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'll kick us off with my number one, which I assume he's your number one. It's, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you guys probably already know why Jonathan Taylor's number one, you know, he's 22, he's having a historic running back season and, uh, he's only like his situation is only going to improve, you know, like Wentz is going to get more comfortable in year two. The offensive line is going to get healthier because they were banged up in the beginning of the year. Um, I just, I think that he has legitimately a chance to have like two, three more years of this like historic production. Yeah, I think the fact that he is uh third in the MVP race behind Brady and Rodgers speaks amazingly to how good he is as a player. I mean, he's only 22 years old and he's he basically has everything set up for him to be the next like Ladanian Tomlinson if he wants. I mean, it, it's just it's he, he's an insane player. <clears throat> Yeah. Um so speaking of Ladanian Tomlinson, this is a guy that, you know, same same helmet, you know, uh not scouting the helmet here, but Austin Eckler is my dynasty running back too. So Ooh. yeah. So here is here's my reasoning because I know that this isn't really a popular take because people will have like Swift, Najee, even Javante, which yeah I love Javante, oh, but man. All right. so so you know Eckler he's having a career year this year, and he he's 26, which that's usually the age where you're gonna want to start selling these running backs, but Eckler's different because if you recall. His first two, three years in the league, he was barely used. So he has like very little tread on the tires. He was only he only started getting a elite workload like two years ago, maybe. And he relies a lot on his pass catching, which you know, we see receivers go till about thirty, and I think that's the cutoff for Eckler. I think once he hits that twenty-nine, thirty-year-old season, that's when he's going to start, you know, declining. But I really think that if, barring any injuries, I think that he has a good four, five years of elite production. Maybe like three, four years of elite production, but I think he'll have a couple more good years after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I definitely don't have Eckler that high, but I I think yeah, Eckler's an amazing running back. Uh, yeah. My yeah, my number two. I'm I'm going a little a little more basic is DeAndre Swift, and of course I have the bias because I have him in Dynasty. But um, I mean he's extremely talented. He's really young. He's getting used in the receiving game a decent amount. Um, 
I think the offense is so bad that it can only go up from here. And if he's producing in this bad of an offense, I think that he he can easily be become better. And so that's yeah. why, that's why I have him up at up at number two. Yeah, and uh, I have him at number three. So, uh, you know, Mister Swizzy is uh, he's my number three, and basically the same stuff you said. He's really a huge part of the passing game, and he is proven to be one of the most dynamic running backs in the league. The only thing that I could point to as like a flaw in his game is that he hasn't had like the best. Uh, the analytic the analytics really aren't on his side when it comes to his rushing, so yeah. like he's not incredibly efficient when it comes to that. But he'll break off his big runs, you know, and that'll save his his day. But I I just think that that can improve, and I think that the the situation in Detroit is way better than people are making it out to be because um that offensive line is really good. Um, at least like, you know, for running, um, and they're going to get better. Like you said, because they're going to get a new quarterback at some point. And even Jared Goff isn't like a horrible quarterback. He's, he's Mm -hmm. a startable quarterback in the league. Um, and they're going to get more receivers, which that might, you, you might say that's a bad thing. I don't think so because that'll force people to not just, you know, (laughs) drape all over swift the whole game yeah so yeah i mean he's he's really good uh that's it's pretty much all you got to know he's super good he's a talented pass catcher kind of like an alvin kamara type um that's that's my favorite comp for him because i think that's really similar to what he is and all those all those saints coaches and that detroit uh and that detroit coaching staff i think the influence is definitely there yeah, I think I think uh, Kamara and Ingram. I think Swift and Jamal Williams are a toned down version of Kamara and Ingram a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Even though Jamal Williams gets used in the receiving game a little a little bit more than Ingram did, but yeah, uh, should I bring us into my number three? Yep. My number three is uh, Najee Harris. Uh see, I don't know. I I really do like Najee. I think he's very talented. But the man is older than the average running back that like the average rookie running back. Like he's, he's about to turn 24 mm-hmm. and, but on, on the flip side, he's getting an insane amount of volume. Like, Oh mm-hmm. my God. An, an incredible amount. Like, and not even <laughs> just in the, in the rushing game. Like they, they've been known to use him in the receiving game. I think one game this year, he had like he had 19 targets. targets. Yeah, yeah, what was that? And 14 so, receptions. Yeah, it was crazy. That's in, like that's insane. And I think he's a great size. I think he's a great power runner. Situations also not super ideal. I mean, Big Ben's not there anymore. Who knows what, what it's going to be like without him. But I think the talent can overcome the situation. And that's why I got Najee at, at three here. Yeah, I have him a little bit further down. Um, but I think... I I agree with most of what you said. Uh, I'll get to that when I when I get to Najee. But um, so you just did your number three. That means I'm doing my number four. Uh, which my number four is Javante Williams. Um, he oh okay, he looks 
absolutely explosive, dynamic, mm-hmm. and he's so hard to tackle. Okay, mm-hmm. he literally he leaps off of off of the film. He like he yeah. some some guys jump off of the film. This guy leaps off. He like oh, yeah. punches you in the face when you're watching him. Okay, so think about this. He's the PPR running back fifteen. And he is in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon, who has been getting way more usage than Javante Williams owners would like. He is running back 15. That's a high-end RB2. What do you think he's going to do when he gets, like, 20 touches a game? Like, really? Mm-hmm. We, already saw yeah. what he, we already saw what he's going to do, okay? He, mm-hmm. the, the RB1 in that week where he got the start, because Gordon was out. Yeah. And... Uh, and and every efficiency metric that any analytics guys would want to go over, he is elite in all of those stats. Yeah, so, I yeah. So the fact that he's he's a rookie and led the is leading the league in broken tackles. Oh my god! And he's not even so getting that many touches. Yeah, right. I, yeah, but, I, and it it just goes to show how how good of a runner he is, and also. If you've watched him at UNC, you know he can be part of the receiving game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which I, just sets him up perfectly uh, to be a workhorse. I I actually used to be a part of the crew that was like, why are you guys ranking Javante so high? Why are you guys doing yeah. that? Uh, but then I saw that. Uh, I, once I saw, you know, I was, I liked, I loved Javante before, but once mm-hmm. I saw what he could do in a game where, hold on, let me see. Um... I'm gonna see actually which which who we played. Um, when he had that that start, uh, he played KC and KC has a good defense. They yeah. have a they have a good defense, mm-hmm. and Javante literally just destroyed them, like mm-hmm. and, yeah. like eviscerated them. So, th- like oh okay I. And I'm not gonna. I know I'm not gonna be able to trade for Javante in uh in Dynasty because uh, yeah, oh, makes me so. I I traded him away. I can't. I can't believe it. Oh yeah. If you're, if yeah, you're watching so, this angry cyclist, good good on you for for getting Javante away from me. When when I when I saw that trade, I was like, that is a big overpay. And then I was yeah. like, and then and then now I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I would probably yeah. do that if I had the chance right now. Yeah, I mean, I I just couldn't say no for two firsts and Zach Moss. I was perfectly fine with it, and then now it's just like, oh man, what mm-hmm. did I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you, I'm basically like a Javante Williams super fan at this point, and I, yeah, I'm gonna be so sad if he ends up not being what I think he is, but I'm pretty confident in my take here. Uh, but yeah, that mm-hmm. leads us into Mr. VV two two. Oh yeah, his fourth running my back. fourth. So really close here. I, I had a little little bit of trouble ranking my fourth, but I'm I'm gonna say Christian McCaffrey here. Mm. I think he's just I I mean I get the injury concerns and I I trust me I hate them. I've drafted Christian McCaffrey so many times and been burned by him so many times. In the last two years. Yeah. But he is just spectacular. Like, he's an amazing player. Probably for fantasy, the best one on this list so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Or has been, at least. 
I mean, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor's giving him a run for his money now, but uh, he, like, we can't remember two years ago when his fully healthy season, he had a 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 rushing season, 1,000 receiving season. That's insane. And and even like after the injury this year, um, he was averaging, or after the big 2020 injury, he was averaging 30 points this year before he got injured. It's just really the only reason why he's at four for me is because of these injury and durability concerns. I mean, I, he just keeps getting injured. The dude is, I don't know if it's a, a usage thing. I, I have to imagine it is, but well, if he yeah. stays healthy, then he's. He's the overall RB one. Yeah, and I, I, when you said usage, I just immediately flash back to his uh, his college days because mm-hmm. when he was in college, he was he had like the highest usage of any running back in the entire yeah. in, in all of college football. So he had mm-hmm. an elite. He, he had a crazy. He had a crazy workload in college, and now he's getting that crazy workload in the NFL. And that concerns yeah. me, but I'll I'll get to that when I get to him. But uh, okay. if you if you have said all you wanted to say about Mister Christian McCaffrey, I will move on to my number five. Awesome. Yep. All right. So Najee Harris, he is my uh, number five running back. Um, I had him at two a few weeks ago, maybe like four weeks ago. Um, okay. and now I. I'm looking at the at the um at all the metrics of like efficiency and he the reason why he's so high is because he has like you said an elite workload like an insane workload he he gets so much volume and he's not it's not like he's like super bad with those but he's not like as efficient as he could be but just mm-hmm. the fact that he gets all that volume and I don't see that changing within the next, you know, throughout his whole rookie contract, I really don't see that changing. And uh, and I think that if you can get this crazy volume for the next three, two, three years, I think that that's definitely worth him being at the fifth spot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think he'll be a consistent, like, high-end RB2, low-end RB1, uh, unless he gets, like, some touchdowns, and then he'll uh, he'll win you some weeks. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Najee, I mean, it's pretty simple. The case for him, like I said, volume. Um, I like, I mean, him and Javante are, I don't, I'm reluctant to say that Javante is far ahead of Najee because... We have seen the production with Najee. We haven't. Mm-hmm. We've seen. We saw one game with Javante, but I. I'm going with my gut here, and I'm saying Javante will be the best running back out of this class when we look back on it. Yeah, I. I think that's a, a totally reasonable take based on how the season's gone. At the at the beginning of the season, I would have like laughed at you, but I think it's a, a very reasonable take now. I, I Javante's just so good and and i mean it's not like not i i think right now i i have Najee above javante but i think it could easily change like within a year it, that that could change and and maybe will change mm-hmm. uh should i bring us into my number five? Oh yes you should all right my number five is javante williams mm-hmm so uh, basically everything that Jellybean said, I mean, just so talented, really young, could step into a workhorse role. 
I mean, I, I, we haven't seen what he'll be like in a workhorse role or what he'll like, he's been in a, he's been in a committee his whole career, like college. He was with Michael Carter. He's been with Melvin Gordon this season work uh, next season. I think he could thrive. I think he could be like, like this time next time this year, we could see him being the overall like RB two, maybe even RB one. If he proves to be better than Jonathan Taylor, I don't think that's going to happen, but Hey, you never know. Uh, and, but the the only knock on him is that like, we haven't seen him in a workhorse role. Like we, we don't really know what he'll be, but he's got all the tools to be a workhorse running back in the NFL. And I think he will be. So yeah. that's why I got him at number five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, I, I know some people are still hesitant and I still am sort of, but yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'm, I'm going to plant my flag, you know? Um, right. So that brings me into my number six and my six is Joe Mixon. Um, Mixon, you know, it's, it's situation, it's talent and it's just, we've seen it before. Um, mm-hmm. so now we're seeing, you know, that offense, you know, Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, we just saw him go off, uh, yeah. like 500 passing yards. Um, and then you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, even Tyler Boyd's like he's a solid third option. He could be the second option on a team, um, potentially, but uh but yeah, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are both young stars. I think that they'll both yeah. be top top receivers within the next year or two. I mean, they might already be. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, now Joe the way Joe Mixon fits into all this is that offense is gonna score. And we've right. already we've already seen what what what, do you, what what happens when when they're on the goal line when they're in the red zone. Uh, have you watched any Bengals games? What what do they do? What do yeah. they do when when they're, when they're in the red zone? They run 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 run. run. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. And he's gonna get so many good looks. He's gonna get all the valuable touches. He yeah. is their workhorse. He's mm-hmm. under contract. You know he it's yeah. it's all just a green light for Joe Mixon. And, uh, and I think that he could, you know, he's 25, he's reaching potentially that age where you might want to sell, but I think you ride it out for next year, the year after, and maybe then think about selling. But, um, I think that, you know, two, three years is like a really good window in dynasty. And I, I mean, I don't really care about six years from now because, you know, you know, you you just, you can't think that far out. It, accurately yeah. at least so that mm-hmm. we, we we can say pretty confidently what he'll be in the next one two years which will be yeah. a workhorse and an incredible offense um that will only go up from here um yeah i mean but, i what are you gonna say yeah. you're good you can uh yeah all those reasons i think the the this offense is only improving and and for all the reasons you stated is all the reasons i also have him at my number six spot uh i mean he's he's young burrow is breaking out i mean burrow's been amazing uh he's basically in the perfect situation like who does he have to compete with chris evans samaj samaj p ryan like they're they're nothing they're they're not going to be things um And he does have those mild injury concerns, but they're like, 
like they're I think they're they, they'd go under the classification of the like Keenan Allen type a few years ago, like the the mm-hmm. freak injuries. I don't think they're anything to worry about at this point. Uh, yeah. I think Joe Mixon's going to be amazing for the rest of this season and for at least two other seasons. Yeah, and can I? I I, I really this is kind of off topic to the discussion, but I <laughs> really 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 loathe the people who call a guy injury prone because of oh, one freak God. injury he has. Yeah. Like yeah, Keenan, know, like terrible. there, there are people who still think Keenan Allen is injury prone, That's, and yeah. uh, and he's like even one even of though he's been the he, he's been one of the he's had the, a clean bill of health for like the last three, four, five years. I don't know how long yeah. since that injury, but ever since yeah. that injury, he's been totally fine. He hasn't missed many games. He's yeah, he's been all good. And uh, I really hate when people just you know <laughs> they're yeah. like he's injury prone. Yeah, the only like running back that I can safely call injury prone that I that off the top of my mind is Raheem Mostert. That's it. <laughs> like that, that's the only one McCaffrey. that, I, that I, I'm sure there's. Oh, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's safe. It's been like three years at this point. No, let's 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 mm-hmm. call a spade a spade. Let's you know he's injury prone. Um, I I just think that. And and that's you said Mixon's your six, so now it's my seven, mm-hmm. and McCaffrey is my seven. Um, mm-hmm. So I have him this high because, like you said when you talked about him, he is the only player in the league who could average like thirty a game. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it maybe Jonathan Taylor could do that, but I, I'm really confident that Christian McCaffrey, if he has an all healthy season. He can average twenty high twenties, low thirties points a game because it's what he did uh, a couple of years ago, and he's still pretty young. He's the same age as Joe Mixon, and uh, <clears throat> and I I just think that you know McCaffrey, he has that league breaking upside, um, mm-hmm. and he's worth investing in at his current price. I'd say cuz uh what what would you say if you were look if you were looking to trade for Christian McCaffrey what do you think that the person who has him would ask for um man i i'd have to imagine like two firsts i'm like thinking a, a two firsts too and yeah. and now would you be willing to pay two firsts for him you know I, hard to say i mean i i do really like Christian McCaffrey i think he can bounce back but I don't know. Pro- at this point, probably not. Yeah, uh, I think I, if, if you, I get that. If, if you're if you're dead set on buying McCaffrey right now, then this is the time to do it. But uh-huh. yeah. uh huh. I don't think I, me personally, I wouldn't pay it. Yeah, you have to if you want McCaffrey. Like like you said, you have to pay now because once the off season starts. People are going to start to forget. They're going to start to forget. You know, it's all going to fade away. Okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, McCaffrey doesn't get injured. What are you talking about? And then, you know, and then, you know, you got to buy now while the, this is as low as it's going to get. Like two firsts is as low as it's going to get. So if you really want them, buy them now because you're not going to be able to like a week or two before the season because that's when everybody's all hyped about every player under the sun. Um, so yeah, I mean, McCaffrey is my number seven and who is yours? My number seven is Alvin Kamara. I think, mm. a, I think honestly, this is just because receiving backs just age slower than normal 
running backs. Yeah, that was my case for Eckler. Yeah. Like, like, and, and Alvin Kamara is the prime example for a receiving back. Like before this season, he was a lock for a hundred receptions a season. Like, mm-hmm. and that's in in PPR. That's incredible. If if he was still doing that, he would be top three, top four, maybe. But I, it's just the only thing that has me so low on him is that his production has just declined with this situation. Like nobody knows his situation at the moment. Jameis Winston is not the answer. I think we all know that. Neither is mm-hmm. Taysom Hill. I. I hope for all Camaro owners that Taysom Hill is not the quarterback in New Orleans next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so his situation's unknown. But with a with a good quarterback, I mean, if they draft somebody, or if <laughs> hey, if Ian Book turns out to be good, Camaro uh, Camaro <laughs> can uh, be another lock for a hundred hundred receptions a season. Yeah. And, I, I think he's just the, the talent is obviously there. And I think even with the bad situation, he still produces a decent amount. It's just not the level that we're used to. Mm-hmm. And so this is that's why he's number seven for me. I think he could, let's say his situation improves, he could absolutely rock it into the, the top three. But if his situation declines, he, he could fall. It's, it's a really tricky situation with Kamara right yeah. now. Yeah, running backs are always volatile. Um so, and actually, I, I had to look this up because I remember hearing about this. So, uh, he actually has never topped 100, but he's gotten really close. Um, oh, yeah. Like, every year. He's So, do you want, uh, guess how many, uh, you, I'm going to tell you year by year how many, how many receptions he's had, okay? Mm-hmm. 2017, 81. 2018, mm-hmm. 81. 2019, 81. 2020, 83, and now this year, 38, which I don't think, you know, mm-hmm. he's definitely not going to hit it. So, uh, yeah. it's pretty sad. Uh, he hasn't played all the games, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've seen a little bit of a fall off here and he's my eight. So, uh, he, he's, he's my number eight. And, uh, I, I mean, everything you said, elite, elite pass catcher, um, if they can get a decent quarterback, then I don't see why he can't extend his career by a good two, three years. Um, if I was a contender, I'd be really happy if I had Kamara because you'll still get that production for a while, and you can. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think Luke will be in a great spot because he he can compete for the next two years. You know, all of his guys are good for that. They can compete for the next two years, and then he can sell off because mm-hmm. most of them will still have their value. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so back to Alvin Kamara, um, he, I, I think that he'll age pretty gracefully. He'll still be, uh, maybe if he's not an elite, um, RB one, he'll be like a low end mid mid tier RB one. And I think that's really good if you're a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause if you have a few of those, then you're basically a lock to at least make the playoffs and have a run. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So, who is your number eight? My number eight is Austin Eckler. A little lower than you had him. But a little. I mean, yeah. Uh, just honestly, most of the same reasons as Alvin Kamara. Um, and they're really close in value, uh, in my opinion. I, Eckler produces points. I mean, he gets a ton of receiving work. 
Uh, he, again, receiving backs just don't age as fast as like normal running backs. Like no way. Yeah. No way is Derrick Henry going to be in the league. Uh, or no way is Derrick Henry going to be still in the league while Eckler's out of the league. I just don't think there's really any sort of possibility there. Barring a major injury. Yeah. Um, he's tied to Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, there's, there's very few concerns with Eckler. I think he, he's a lock for an RB one next year. Hey, oh, hold and, on. Can I, can I say something? Yep. Okay. I feel like you're going to talk yourself into Eckler being number two by the time you're done talking about him. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I maybe, who knows? I mean, I honestly, out of the receiving backs, I probably prefer Kamara just because like, I think he's a more talented running back. I'm not not saying Eckler is not talented, but I I think Kamara is a little a little bit more talented than than Eckler. But uh, hey, Eckler is just an amazing back. Uh, nothing really else to say. He tied to that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Herbert. Oh, it's been explosive this year. I mm-hmm. I, I it's really and and also there's not really a tight end in, to take away targets for him from uh, Eckler. Like I think, I think Eckler could honestly be a slot receiver if he wanted to. Yeah, Eckler's the, the yeah. Eckler's probably the number two receiving option in that offense. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's he's probably at this point. I don't know if I'd want. I I don't know if I. It feels it feels wrong to call him a better receiver than Mike Williams. Yeah, or, it probably is. It probably is wrong because it's mm-hmm. two it's two different positions really. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the receivers yeah. have a lot harder of a time. Uh, yeah. But he's definitely the number two option in that in that offense because they can get him open quite frequently. Yeah. Frequently. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So if if that's all you had to say about Eckler, I'll move on to my number nine, uh, yeah. and that is Mister, uh, alleged <laughs> abuser. Oh, yep. Already. Uh, already know who it is. Mister. Oh, Mister. Minnesota Viking, Mr. On Thorn's team, Mr. Dalvin Cook. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Miss it's Mr. Dalvin Cook. Uh we had remember we had that uh the that uh that accusation come out a little bit ago. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have no clue what's up with that now. I don't know. We haven't heard anything about it. Uh, it's a little concerning, but I don't know. I feel like if it was like a super big thing and they had if they had hard evidence on him, I feel like this would have been a lot like this we would be hearing about it now yeah um, yeah i don't, I don't know. think it's anything to worry about him i don't think it increases yeah. or decreases his value I'm, at all i'm i'm more I, i'm definitely more worried about his injuries because he's been missing mm-hmm. a couple yeah. of games a season and now at this point uh i'm gonna look because i actually i own him in keeper so uh I, but I have Madison too, so I I think Madison is like the lifeline of all Cook owners. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So one, two, yeah. He's missed three games so far, and he's been he he's been out of uh, like a couple more. Uh, he's been banged up in a couple more. So, uh, I think that Cook is you know he's good but he's starting to show his age. Um, Mm -hmm. And injuries were always a thing for him. Like, he was banged up his rookie year. Um, Didn't he have an ACL injury? 
Yeah. Uh, when was it? 2018, I think. He 2017, I think. Uh, yeah, or pretty... I think. Yeah. Oh, maybe it even was 2017. Maybe I, was, I think uh, he he was banged up for the first couple years of his career. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 20, 2017, he only played four games, so I'm, I'm assuming yep. that that was his ACL injury. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Bottom line, he, he's been he's been banged up throughout his whole career. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's really good. He's re- he's amazing, incredible. They know mm-hmm. how to use him. They like to use him a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I just think that. He's in one of those offenses, you know, like they get down, they get into the red zone, and then what do they do? Kind of like Joe Mixon, they run, 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 touchdown. That's what they do. So, yeah. um, I'd probably, I mean, the the fact that I have him ranked higher, I'd probably take Joe Mixon over Dalvin Cook. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, the workload is great. I I think that we'll start to see the decline within the next year or two. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, he's good. Like if you're a contender, he's good. Like you'll, you'll, you'll have a, 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 a elite RB one. I'd, I'd stay, I say that he'll still be an elite RB one next year, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he'll definitely be banged up a little bit. And if you have, if you have Alexander Madison, don't even worry. Like you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like as, as a cook and Madison owner. My the only thing that I hate about owning them is like when when Cook is like banged up, but they're like they play both of them. So like Cook isn't a hundred percent, and Madison isn't getting the workload. So it's basically mm-hmm. like okay, well I got to start Cook, but he's only going to give me like ten points. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate that, but other times when Cook gets out and then Madison goes in, you're locked in for. Uh, an RB one week from Madison. So mm-hmm. I really like that. And also uh, the Vikings will be a place to look out for. Like if cook is gone and they get a new highly touted rookie, um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good situation uh, for a running back. Cause they like to run. Um, and they got yeah. that offensive line beefed up a little bit in the, in this off season. Uh, yeah, so I, I think Cook is definitely, he's solidly my number nine. I just don't think I could put him over any of the guys ahead of him. And this yeah. this, this whole cluster, like, from nine to one is, I mean, really, like, one to ten is, like, a big cluster where, like, you could have certain guys over other guys, and I wouldn't really blame mm-hmm. you. Right, yeah, I, I completely agree. And that's also why I have Dalvin Cook at my number nine spot. Um, all the reasons you said, I mean, he's, he's just an amazing player and in the perfect situation for, for his skill set. I mean, they run a ton and he gets a decent amount of receiving game and that's, that's great, but he's turning 27 in like the next month, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and like the wear and tear is going to start happening soon. Like, like we, it's a given. Dalvin Cook is not the most durable guy. We know that. Yeah. Um, but even through his 11 games this season, he's the RB14 in standard and PPR. And so I, it, the, the wear and tear and the age does beg the question if he can keep producing. But if he can, I mean, he's, he's definitely higher than number nine. Uh, it's just like I, I, there's a lot of risk that comes with Dalvin Cook for the future. Uh, yeah. Like you said, this, this season, next season, I think he's fine. Past that, 
I yeah. really, I really can't say. Like, I could see him being the like RB forty or something. Like, like yeah, a, like like it, an Allen Robinson type season, but for a running right. back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I just uh, but but as of now, he puts up points, so that he's he's good at number nine. Yeah, uh, if we're talking like purely win now type teams, I think Cook is definitely way higher. But uh, yeah. but if you're if you're if I like to my rankings are based on like a happy medium where I don't weigh either age bracket uh, too highly. Like I don't overvalue young guys. I don't undervalue older guys. I kind of I, yeah. I, I pride myself on having a good mix because I. I had Eckler at two, and I think even if you're you're, I mean, obviously, if you're like tanking, then don't don't buy Eckler. But if you're about right. to, yeah. if you're on the verge of competing, I think Eckler, if the guy is willing to give it give him to you for two first, which I doubt will happen, maybe, maybe, but um, if you can do that, then I definitely I'd pull the trigger on that. Um, yeah. I so think the... yeah, what, what do you oh, say? I... Uh, some of the like, like you said, one, like two of the unspoken rules about fantasy football running backs is own whoever CMC's backup is and own Alexander Madison. Like, like just mm-hmm. get Alexander Madison on your team if Dalvin Cook is on your team because in even Minnesota, if <laughs> like as talented, yeah, yeah, yeah even if he's <laughs> as talented as Dalvin Cook is, Minnesota is an opportunity based system where like, like, like if Kenne what's his name the kenny nuangwu uh-huh. if he if he gets put into the starting role i'm sure he will put he can put up 20 points easy yeah he's, um, he's really good <laughs> but yeah so i i mean it minnesota is just an opportunity based system so just get alexander madison on your team if you if you want dalvin cook yeah i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't take cook without madison oh yeah for sure Injury concerns are just too high. I mean, they're not like huge for Cook, but they're 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 more substantial than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you'd want Madison. I I think I think if you have Cook, then the injury concerns aren't a big deal as long as you have Madison. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. those those games he misses, you'll have like eighty percent of what Dalvin Cook gives you, and even sometimes more. I think I think that Madison has had the most productive game this season for Vikings running back. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't yeah, he did have that one game. Yeah, hold on, uh, I'm going to look. Uh he, he didn't no, he had 25. Uh Cook had a 30 a 30 burger but still yeah. it's pretty crazy. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, uh that Okay, so those you have your nine, right? Or is you had he was your nine, so yeah, my number my nine. number ten is Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Um so he's a guy, he's one of those guys, he has weak winning upside on any given week. But mm-hmm. you know, buyer beware, he has weeks where he puts up duds because he really relies on finding the end zone. Um because he doesn't really get a lot of receiving work. Uh but that said, he has a nose for the end zone, so he, you know he he scores you a touchdown more often than not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like I like Chubb. He's definitely a good player to have on your team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he's solid. He, like if you have him as your RB two, then I 
think that that's good because you're not like relying on him to be your number one producer, but mm-hmm. he can win you weeks. Um, yeah. So yeah, he. I mean, there's really not much to say other than that because like he's he's good. He, he's gonna have that contract. Didn't he sign like a team friendly contract? Um, I think so. I- Oh, I think so. Like maybe last year or something. I think I think so too. Um, he signed like a team uh, friendly deal. But... Yeah, which is great. I mean, keep him on the Browns. The, the Browns might not be the best overall team, but man, they know how to use their running backs. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so that means. Uh, so I mean that I mean Chubb was definitely the guy I had least to say about, but I I'm still confident in that number ten ranking because. Yeah, weak winner. Uh, probably not gonna be like if he if I'm a contender and he's my RB one. I'm not super confident, but I if he's my RB two, I am loving it. Yeah, I'll I'll expand more on Chubb from my point of view when I when I get down later in the list. But I I wanted to point out uh, he signed a seven days ago. He signed a three year, thirty six million dollar contract. Yeah, which, I mean, holy that's... shit, pays good for him. That's that man good. Is getting yeah. paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. Who's your number ten? My number ten is uh, my my favorite player in the league. Same draft class as Nick Chubb. I think. I think you know where I'm going here. It's uh, uh-huh. Saquon Barkley. Man, Ooh. probably the. It, it's tricky to rank Saquon Barkley. It, it really is. I mean, of course, I, a little bit of bias here. He's my favorite player. I followed him all through like college and stuff. But uh, and honestly, in this list, he's probably the most talented. He's probably got the most mm. pure talent. Um, At this maybe, point, I disagree. Maybe maybe Taylor gives him a run for his money. But I mean, coming out of college, holy shit! Like mm-hmm. just spectacular. Um, yeah. And. And yeah, the injury concerns are are huge, and that's why he's this low for me. Like he would not be this low if he did not have as many injury concerns as he has had. But he's everything you want in an RV in a running back. He can put up like running back one overall numbers if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And but like, can he return to that? It's it, it's a huge question mark. He's he's a big question mark. I think he could be seen as a buy low this off season just because of how low everybody is on him. But uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think he'll, he'll decline in value. I think he'll go up in value, but that, that could just be me having hope in my favorite player. I yeah. Mean, that's, I, that, yeah. I mean, he, he will, he will increase in value, but that's just by virtue yeah. of, you know, that's what happens every off season. You know, there's the, right. the guys, the guys yeah. who are constantly injured, everybody gathers around in their jerk circle and they say, maybe this is the year that yeah. he doesn't get injured. Um, mm-hmm. It always happens. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, I think that he'll be, a he'll be a buy low, like for, you know, now and early in the off season. But once we get to the draft, you know, when everybody starts paying attention to the NFL again, and yeah. everybody, they look, they're like, ooh, ooh, look at that. Look at 2018. Look at that. Look at that yeah. sweet production succulent. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then they, they cling to it. They're like, you know, that's who he yeah. is. But right. uh, spoiler it's, it's, alert, I, I'm a Giants fan. So this starts to say, but he is not in my top 12. Um, mm-hmm. He just isn't like, I, I can't do it. Um, yeah, I, 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 
yeah, that's understandable. Honestly, I think he can be swapped out for a bunch of guys here, but I, I have to put him here. I mean, I think he's just a a spectacular player and, and if he can return to his form, then he's he's top three. Like he's, he's 24 years old. He's incredibly talented. He'll, Maybe yeah. get used in the receiving game. I I mean we haven't really seen it this season, but we did see it. Yeah, like like his rookie year, like what he had like seven hundred receiving yards or something. I don't know. I he he had he had a lot. Imagining, but um, no, I think a, he, he had. A, I think he he had like thirteen hundred, and then he had seven yeah, seven twenty seven twenty one receiving yards, and that that's already on ninety year, receptions, two thousand yards from scrimmage. Oh yeah, that's on ninety ninety something receptions too. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. I think he yeah, and but the the Giants' offense, oh my god, mm-hmm. yep. it's just like like what are they doing there? Well, they but got they it, got they got the clapper out, so I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, oh thank thank God, and yep. but if they if their offense can improve and Saquon can return to his form, I think he's well worth the number ten spot here. Yeah. Um so my my dynasty RB11 is Mr. Mr. Chicago Bear, Mr. David Montgomery, okay? RB11. Um he's tw- he's only 24. Like he's pretty young. he's same age as Saquon. Um he's still young. He's still got like 3 years I'd say of solid production and you know, he's this high because he's so consistent when he's on the field. He's getting that workload. And he, when he gets that workload, he's all good. And he'll be like a high-end RB2. He won't. He might not be an RB1 every week. He, he may not. He may not be. He may not be like, you know, a, a weak winner. He probably will never be a weak winner. Maybe a couple outliers. But if you're if you're looking at a consistent RB two, like high end, that you can that you'll feel great having as your RB two, and even as your flex sometimes if you're a really good uh, contender, then I'd be ecstatic because uh, mm-hmm. he'll 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 give you those points and the Bears trust him. You know he. He's their guy. Uh, well, the the big question is, will he get paid? If he gets paid, then this is solidified. I think he'll he'll be a dynasty yeah. RB one in my rankings uh, for mm-hmm. as long as that contract goes. But if not, then I'm gonna look stupid. Um, yeah. So I just think that he'll you know he's a good player. Um, yeah. He, he, these these guys um, like the anything past this. Like like after Nick Chubb in my rankings, uh, none of these guys are like are guys that I'd be confident having as my RB one if I'm a contender. Yeah. Um, yeah. But these are guys that I'd love to have as my RB two. Um, so yeah, that's my case for David Montgomery. Just really solid. Um, I like I like him. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, Do you think you could get him for a first? You think maybe a first and a second? I think a first and a second is a good price point for Montgomery. It, I'd have to be a mid first, of course. I don't think anybody's selling him for a late first. Uh, maybe even an early first. I mean, I I I think I'd rather. Oh no, I, I was gonna say I'd rather have Brees Hall than David Montgomery. I don't know. It's very tough to rank Brees Hall right now. I mean, I don't really know where he's going. 
but yeah. uh, like like I do I do like Montgomery. I think the offense is only going to improve. I mean, they got Justin Fields. Nagy's out. I I don't see a, a situation where Nagy returns as head coach mm-hmm. of the Bears. Um, but Justin Fields is going to improve, and with that, I think the Bears are going to improve as a whole. Mm-hmm. I do want to touch on Khalil Herbert in because I think he does play a little bit of a fact. I don't. I'm not one of those guys who thinks that Khalil Herbert is going to take over. I think Khalil Herbert's a good running back, but I don't think he's going to take over Montgomery's I think job. I think he'll be similar to like a toned down Alexander Madison. Like if Montgomery, I, I was going to say the same thing. If, yeah. if Montgomery's think, out, then you know, plug in Herbert and you'll yeah. be fine. I, I yeah, I think if you if you invest, but it's David a clear Montgomery, one too. Might want to invest in Khalil Herbert not now because I think some of the hype is still going on over Khalil Herbert. Um, but but maybe in the off season when uh people people calm down on Khalil Herbert. Uh huh. Yeah, I think it's still it's a clear one two type situation. Like Montgomery yeah. is the one. And Herbert is the two, and and yeah. when when Montgomery's injured, Herbert will be a solid RB two. So yeah, um, I think that that's that's definitely. I mean, I I like him that I, at this spot. I don't think I don't think that any of the guys I have behind him are ahead. You know, ahead of him. Obviously, I think I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. in this ranking. I don't think I'd have him any higher though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, who is your RB eleven? My RB11 is Nick Chubb. Um, you really covered a lot of it. I think he is one of the best, like, IRL NFL running backs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, pure, pure very, running very wise, then definitely. Oh my yeah. gosh, he's, he's just spectacular. I think he's extremely close. He's up there with Taylor and Derrick Henry as the best pure runners. Um, but it just it, a lot of that doesn't translate to fan. I think he does doesn't have feel. these weeks, but it's just Kareem Hunt is plays a huge part. Like if Kareem Hunt wasn't there, Nick Chubb would be going off right now because he 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 was mm. used there as, as a receiving back to I think. Uh, correct I, me if I'm wrong, but he was used as a receiving back at Georgia with Sony Michelle being the runner. I'm not, I'm not super sure. Um, yeah, I think I I just I mean. <sighs> I'm I'm having a hard time with this because it w- would I mean we we've seen w- I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take a look here I th- think so Nick Chubb even when yeah no so w- even when Kareem Hunt's been out he hasn't been getting a lot of receiving work yeah um, so yeah. I mm-hmm. I I just I I think that they they they're dead set on how they want to use the, uh, on how their offense is going to work. They're going to have yeah. Nick Chubb as the pure runner, and when mm-hmm. Kareem hunts out, you're seeing other running backs step into that receiving yeah. role, like a Demetric Felton type, Dearness Johnson, kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. You kind of um, always see them running a tandem there. Um, yeah, I just looked it up. He he's got he's never had more than forty receptions. And never yeah. more than fifty targets, which is which is worrying in PPR. I mean, I I don't think it's like worrying to the point where don't draft Nick Chubb because he's obviously yeah. the most like he's I mean, an, he's an incredible running back. I mean, yeah, like but, I said, that's the whole reason. I I really I love him as my RB two. I'm not very confident if he's my RB one because then I'm depending yeah. on him to have good weeks every week. Yeah, um, right, and and that just might not happen. And it's it's not like it's just not he's not gonna have good weeks every week. He he'll have those games where he doesn't even score you ten, but 
he'll have the yeah. weeks like this week where he scores you like 20 plus, you know, 20 plus, yeah. maybe almost, almost to 30. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like week four against Minnesota, he had 21 carries for a hundred yards and one reception for five yards. And he averaged four, 4.76 yards per carry. That's a great week for a running back in, in football. In fantasy, mm-hmm. it leads to 11.5 points, which is not what yep. you want from your, uh-huh. your RB1. Yeah. Um, but if he, if he like, and, and the touchdowns, I mean, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not one to bank on touchdowns, but the touchdowns are there for the most part. Like he never had less than eight touchdowns, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not thrilled with Nick Chubb as my RB1, as you said, but I'm, I'm fine with him as a, as my high end RB2. Yeah. You know, Nick Chubb is a guy kind of like Adam Thielen, you know, Tyler Lockett those types where if you don't have to rely on them, he is an incredible asset to have because you're not relying on him to be great every week. You just, you you want, you want to be there for his boom weeks and that'll (laughs) win you some games. So I think Nick Chubb is really only good for contenders who have other running backs. Right. Like Like, maybe, like, like like maybe if you have, if you have a Joe Mixon and like, uh, Mm -hmm. Like Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara, maybe. Yeah. Um, if you have those guys, you're already set. But if yeah. you have that Nick Chubb right there, you have you get him in there on on your uh, uh you know, <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds ridiculous, but if you're going all in, then you should be able to do this. Um, if you've built your team correctly and have some draft picks to spare, um. Mm-hmm. You, you you can have the, those two elite running backs, and then you can also have Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And and he'll give you those weeks where you soar up to 200 points. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, he won't, but then that won't hurt you that much if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, honestly, I'd be fine relying on, as a contender, like Nick Chubb is my RB2, and then a Camara or an Eckler type is my RB1. I'd be mm-hmm. perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Um. But yep, that's uh, that's really all I got to say about Nick Chubb. I just think he's an amazing player on a great team, and it just it 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 doesn't translate to fantasy as much as we'd like it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's your eleven. My number twelve is Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um. He he's here. He, people. Pe- some people have him out of their top twelve, which I don't really agree with uh because here's the thing elliot is not going anywhere he is mm-hmm. he's he's getting paid elite money to yeah. be there and he he'll be there for at least until through 2023 that's that gives you like a three-year window two-year two three-year window can you ask anything more of a running back? Like he, he's kind of like the Nick Chubb type, where I like him as my RB two. I um, shaky on him as my RB one because they're kind of similar players. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Chubb is a touchdown reliant uh, guy that can win you some weeks, but he'll he'll throw up some duds. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. Just look at the beginning of the season, you know. Um, You'll see, like, like, let's see. 
you'll see, you'll see, like in the beginning of the year, he got really touchdown. He got lucky with touchdowns. And this offense is incredible. It's kind of like the Joe Mixon effect, you know, the the Dalvin Cook effects where they get into the red zone and what do they do? They pound it with Elliott. And that will be, you know, he might not be used a ton. He, I mean, he gets 20 touches but uh, on, on some weeks, but, you know, most of the time he's not hitting that mark. And, uh, and it's just... You know, I if if he's getting you his boom weeks and he's uh, putting up solid numbers in other weeks, like he's rarely gonna get you under ten. Uh, so he'll be like a low end flex play on some weeks, and then other weeks he'll win you the the week. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like it's just like I said, I do not want Elliot as my RB one, but if he's mm-hmm. my RB two, I'm ecstatic. And if he's my RB three, then I'm even more ecstatic. If you're Mister Luke, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that's a valid point. I think it's fine to have him as a, as an RB two. Would not want him as my RB one. I I am one of the guys. I don't have Zeke in my top twelve. I I think he probably falls a little bit outside the top twelve for me. It's just I, I'm I'm I am concerned about Zeke. I I am. I think. The, yeah, the offense is great, but like with a quarterback like Dak Prescott, you're going pass heavy on that offense, and and especially with wide receivers like Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. I know Michael Gallup is going to be leaving in free agency, but I think they'll bring back like, like or I think they'll bring in like maybe like a, a lower lower end wide receiver three type player, like like probably not Will Fuller, but like a Will Fuller type player. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even like without those wide receivers, Dak has shown to throw to random people. Like who's Malik Turner? I don't know. Some guy that D- Dak throws two touchdowns to randomly. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, just just they they're yeah, pa- it's a pass isn't the really a nobody. Right? Yeah, Dalton Schultz. He 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 sort of himself this year. Yeah. Uh, it felt it felt a little weird saying Dalton Schultz was a nobody. I I do like Schultz, but um. But yeah, it's just I Zeke does worry me, and especially now that he's got Pollard to worry about too. Like like they've shown signs of moving into a a little bit of a timeshare with Zeke and Pollard. Kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Yeah, I yeah I think I think that I think a little bit toned down because I think Zeke's more probably more talented than Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon's probably more talented than Pollard. I think that's gonna go faster. Uh, we could see AJ Dillon being the the one in Green Bay really soon here, but Pollard, I mean, he's having he's he's RB twenty six in PPR, like that that worries me if I have Zeke. Uh, I just I I think Zeke can be good for the the rest of this year, next year maybe, but after that, I I have huge question marks about him. Yeah, he's kind of like uh like Dalvin Cook, that similar type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but but like what you said about uh about that offense being pass heavy, they're not really pass heavy when it comes to the red zone. Like they're pass heavy every eh, the the first yeah. eighty yards of the field, they are passing it all over the place. But once they get mm-hmm. into the red zone, they're gonna pound it with their running backs, or they're gonna throw it to their running backs. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I, I I can bank on Zeke being the main red zone threat in that offense, and that's enough for me because mm-hmm. those are the high value. You know, it's kind of like 
um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, because um, they, you know, in the beginning of the year, Kareem Hunt kind of took over the valuable touches role, but it's kind of shifted more. So Nick Chubb is definitely the one A in that offense. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same thing to where, you know, Kareem Hunt would be getting the goal line work and he'd also be getting all of the receptions. Those are the valuable touches. Okay. Yeah. You, even mm-hmm. it, even if they don't get a ton of volume, those are the touches that you want because they're in the red zone or they're receptions. They're going to get you more points. So like, think about this, a guy who gets all of the rushes and doesn't get any red zone work. Like you're basically getting trying to think like, you know, you know how you like have some, uh, what am I thinking? Okay. So, you know, you know how you, you know, like when you make some burgers, okay. You have like, you have like, you know, there's the good burgers, you know, the ones that, that are the big juicy ones. Okay. But then you have the little runts. Okay. Then you have the little burgers, you know, Zeke is getting the big burgers. Yeah. He's getting, and everybody else gets the little burgers when it comes to the red zone and everything. He gets all the valuable touches. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not worried about the volume too much. Because yeah. he can he can score you the touchdowns. He can get you. I'm actually going to look before I say this. Um, no, I, I, you're right. Zeke, Zeke is getting way more red zone work than Pollard. Uh, like, like, Zeke's got 10 rushing touchdowns on the year. Pollard's got two. It, uh, I, I do think that's a valid point. And he's point. getting a I, lot of receiving work, too. Uh, yeah. I, that's what I was going to... I didn't want to say it, but he's getting a lot of targets. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that Zeke is going to be a guy like Nick Chubb. Like I said, you know, really good RB2. You know, not yeah. so confident with him as my RB1. Yeah, um, I, I think... See, I think that that's a good comparison. I think like the Zeke Pollard situation could is moving in the direction of a of a Chubb Hunt situation, but it just like Zeke worries me more than Chubb does because yep. mm-hmm. Zeke's got a lot of so tread on tread. the tires. Yeah, yeah. Like man, I I mean I I just don't know how he can keep producing at this high level. Um, yeah. Like like don't get me wrong, Zeke's an amazing player, but like. We got three hundred. Like, I feel like you got a good two-year carries. window, though. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I think one, two. Be, one I, two. I think a, Yeah, I, I'd be more likely to say a one-year window with Zeke. I just don't know how good he'll be in like twenty-three, or how or how good Pollard will be in t- like twenty twenty-three. Um, yeah, he could he could take a jump. But with Zeke getting like three hundred plus carries per year, I mean, he's not doing that anymore. But he was like 2019 2018 2016 he was 2017 he was on pace for it uh just i it, it worries me and and then we've seen a steady decline in zeke's production like and, and his opportunity for that matter um so that's why zeke falls out of my top 12 i i don't think he's out of the like like i do think he can be an rb he's an rb1 on the season right now Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he, I think he can be next year too. It's just past that, and past that, he, honestly, he could be. But I don't think there's any signs pointing to that he will be. I mm-hmm. I think like I think it's very possible that he's 
not like he's an R- low end RB two in the next two years. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty confident with Zeke. I'm pretty confident in all my rankings. Really, it's just the yeah. beginning. the be- The beginning can be swapped around a little bit, except for Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor. Um, right. But yeah, I, I think the beginning Agreed. can be swapped around a bit. Uh, the end, though, like this uh, nine. Like once you get to Dalvin Cook at nine here for me, and then past mm-hmm. that, I'm really confident in my rankings here. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I like I like Zeke if I'm a contender. Uh, obviously, not as a rebuilder because you know, obviously. Um, so, who do you have at your number twelve? So number twelve, it's it's a little bit out there. I think I don't know if it's a very popular opinion. This time last year, it would have been for sure. But now, I don't know. I'm just banking on potential, potential, potential. Because I, I've gone on record saying that if I didn't take Zeke or Zeke, Saquon at my spot uh, at the 106, I would have taken this player. And it's Antonio Gibson. I mean, man, I really... Uh, nah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, he, he's, a little, he's a little concerned. Like, the production really is not concerning. there this year. It's just the production's not there this year, and the offense isn't very good. Like Taylor Heineke's not the answer, um, but he's so talented. Like he like is. watching yeah, him is. at Memphis and watching him even his rookie season, it just shows how talented. Like uh, he was my mm-hmm. RB one coming out of the sorry RB two. Forgot about Jonathan Taylor. RB two coming out of the twenty twenty class uh, after after the rookie year. Like after 2020, I had Anto- I had Jonathan Taylor, and then I had Antonio Gibson. I think mm-hmm. he's just like like actually. I I think I I know people like to say he could be the next Christian McCaffrey. I don't think so, but I think he could be close to it. I mean, McKissick is leaving. Uh, I don't think he signed a contract extension. No, he didn't. And well, and so. I think that could lead to Antonio Gibson getting a lot more receiving work, which will boost up his production a lot. And if this Washington offense improves, which it looks like it's on the up and up, I mean, they can't have a a great defense like they do and not try to improve their offense a a little bit. They have a Um, horrible defense. Their defense has been bottom of the league this year. Well, I think that's that's maybe they were really good. It might, it might be an outlier. I, I think they'll bounce back next year, but yeah, I, I think so as well. I think they they just lost a bunch of players this year on their defense. Uh, I think I th- I'm pretty confident. That I I'm thinking they'll be more middle of the road next year, but I, I don't yeah. think they'll be this bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but they they uh, e- either way they have a ton of like defensive pieces. They got Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Who those two just got in a fight last night? That's probably why. Uh, Montez Sweat. They just drafted. Who, who is it? Jamin Davis. They, mm-hmm. they they just have a ton of ton of great defensive players, but um, their offense does worry me, and that that's what matters here. Uh, and yeah, I mean that's that's I'm really just banking on the potential for for Antonio Gibson at, at the number twelve spot. I I think he mm-hmm. could launch himself into top five, but. Who, who knows? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I get, I get it. The production this season is not good, not good at all. I you he, he here, here it is, here it is, here it is. Okay, yeah. I have been some. Some would call me an Antonio Gibson hater. 
I wouldn't mm-hmm. go that far, but I am definitely not very high on him. Um, we got Mr. J.D. McKissick, okay? Mm-hmm. Mr. J.D. McKissick, he has been getting all of the receiving work. Like, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All. Mm-hmm. N- not even, not even like a majority. Like, all of it. All of the receiving right. work. And, you know, Gibson, he's, he... He's the RB RB ten in PPR, which is really high. But uh, you know, we see random people get that far all the time. So uh, mm-hmm. pr- pretty much, you know, he's he's just he's getting all of the rushing work, but he's not getting any of the receiving work. When 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 McKissick has been in, it's been it's been McKissick. Gibson gets yeah. all the rushing. McKissick gets all of the receiving, and. If, you know, people say that McKissick is just a guy, you know, he's just a guy, he's not that good. If he's just a guy, then why is he getting all of this receiving work over a guy who was a receiver in college? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, he's so talented, you know, we've seen Gibson be yeah. so talented. But why aren't, like, how, who are we to say that McKissick isn't talented, you know? Like, he he's right. a good receiver. No. So yeah, I just I, I can't do it, and uh, it, people are so crazy about Gibson. I just can't do it. I I can't. It's um yeah. Hey, you know, Gibson is. He'll be, in my opinion, in the next. You know, he'll be an RB two type guy. He'll be an RB two. Probably won't. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, he he's an he's the RB ten this year, but I think that that's just because there's been so much like turmoil across the league when it comes to injuries and all that so yeah i think in a in a in a year where the running backs aren't getting injured left and right i think that we'd be seeing him more in the rb15 range which is still mm-hmm. good it's it's good but um but yeah uh he, he, it's it's still good and i'd i I I'd, I'd like to if I can buy him in, at an RB two price, you know, even the high end RB two price, I'll do it. Yeah. But people are asking for way too much when it comes mm-hmm. to buying Antonio Gibson. They're yep, just asking for way too much, and I can't do it. I just can't. And it's I've always been this way. It's I just haven't had a good. I just haven't had a good. Uh, time with the Antonio Gibson stands, you know, they've been like, you're so stupid. He's so talented. Uh, maybe and then they're like, have you ever thought that maybe he's so talented that he won't even need the receiving work? (laughs) No. Yeah. I no. Okay. I I definitely do think that. Yeah. I, I think that that's valid. That's a, that's valid points. I mean, like look at JD McKissick last year, like who got, he he was he was literally target. He had he he, he had like he had like the he had top he was top ten total receptions. I think he was actually like top he was, five. I I think so as well. He got the he got a hundred ten targets, which was the most in the league for a running back last year. Maybe, maybe and, receptions, but maybe targets. Yeah, yeah, like like he got more targets than Alvin Kamara. I and I think that's a valid point. It's just I think Antonio Gibson. Is way more talented. <laughs> well, no, I yes, I do think he's talent, more talented than JD McKissick. I do too. But I, I think, and I also think JD McKissick's leaving in free agency. And we've seen when JD McKissick's been out this season, Antonio Gibson's been getting more receiving mm-hmm. work. I mean, we got six or five receptions 
two receptions, so down game, six receptions, and another two receptions. But who, who, who's to say that it's that, that, that that's just not, you know, that's not just their system, you know? Like, maybe they like having a tandem at running back, kind of like the Browns do, kind of like right, right. the Cowboys are leaning more towards. Um, yeah, and if they, if they do bring in, like, like the, a receiving back, then that yeah. that does it, it does worry me, and Antonio Gibson would be going way down in my rankings. But let's say JD McKissick leaves, and they don't bring in anybody, then I'm I'm excited for Antonio Gibson. I I yeah. think he he could be he could be way more involved in the receiving game. I mean, right now he's got 41 receptions on the year, and he has a hundred more yards than he did last year. I think he he's shown signs of improvement. And more signs of usage. It's just the the touchdown volatility has gone down. Like like the touchdown, the tu- like like he's got eleven touchdowns on his rookie season, six now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people are seeing the most in terms of fantasy points because he's not he's not scoring as many points on a week to week basis. At, at least in the early like like week six through eight, three points, six points, eight points. That's not good. Like nobody wants that from from a guy they drafted pretty high. Um, yeah, they, he was like a consensus early second round pick, and I was just not yeah. in on that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "No, we can't." Yeah, why are you doing this, people? I just can't. No, I think that that's fair. Um, like third round is, I'd, I'd take him in the third. If it was like mid third, I'd yeah. take him. But because uh, he he'll be like I said, I don't think low of him. I just think that he's not what people say he is. I think that he's he's going to be like a a high mid tier RB two, which, you know, that's, that's like, you know, it's good. You know, I'd be, I'd be happy with it, but if I'm a contender, I'm not really in on that because when you're no, in my, in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, when you're a contender or when you're playing dynasty in general, you don't want to be in the middle. You don't, you either want to be at the bottom or you want to be at the top because when you're at the bottom, you uh, you you have more freedom to get to the top, right. and when you're at the top, you want to be all in, like no draft picks, like like all in on your window, and then when you're done competing, you just sell off and do the bottom of the barrel thing for a bit, and then you go back to the top. So yeah, wh- but what what I'm saying is that. If I'm a if I'm a rebuilder, I don't know if I want. You know, I don't want to be investing in running backs in general. Honestly, but, if I'm a rebuilder, I, I yes, it, what you said. I don't want to invest in running backs. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. If I invest, were to, I I would want to invest. In if Antonio yeah, if Gibson. I were if I were to invest in a running back, I would probably invest in Antonio Gibson. Um, but it's just I I see his value going up and not going down. I I do. I don't. I, 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 yeah, I don't see now. it going down. But uh, I think uh, I, I don't I think, see it going down, but I don't see it soaring up. I think he'll be yeah. this. This is what he'll be. I think. Um. Yeah. I think. Well, right now, yes, he's definitely middle middle of the pack RB two. Nothing special. But uh, if he gets this receiving game, like if he gets this receiving work down, I think he can be top five. Yeah. My I, I my, really my whole my whole argument though is that I just think that that receiving work coming in isn't as much of a guarantee as people say it is. Like no, like, yeah, I I agree. Um, like yeah, like, if he gets that receipt, that's the whole thing. That the, the my my whole thing is that he's not getting the receiving work. Mm-hmm. Freaking JD McKissick, like he McKissick is a good player. Like he's he's good. Yeah. 
but he's not on the level that Gibson is. He's just not. And that's like, he's not as talented. He just isn't. And if that's the case, then why aren't they letting Gibson be the workhorse? And I think that that's a systemic thing with the, with, with the football team, you know, they just, they, I think that they like having that, that balance, you know, I, I'm going to look stupid if, if, if they just lean in on Gibson as a workhorse next year, but Planting my flag just as I did with Javante, just as I did with Eckler. I'm just doing it. Full send. Um Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. Um yeah, can't do no, it. I think it honestly, I think it's entirely possible that JD McKissick leaves and then they have Curtis Samuel be this gadget type guy and take receiving work away from Gibson. Although I think Antonio Gibson has the skill set to be a workhorse running back and right now I, I have to and I love the talent, so I have to bank on it. That I, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But I have to bank on that he'll he'll improve next season, and like be as good as everybody says he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I, I guess I get it. Having him at twelve, I wouldn't have him any higher. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, he'd probably be like RB six. 16 maybe 17 15 16 17 that area yeah um so not too much lower but i i don't know um so if that's all you got to say about that uh i didn't expect to be talking about antonio gibson so much in in this episode Mm -hmm. um so yeah um honorable mentions time so these are the people that you know, it's not like a it's not like a a thing where like these aren't dudes that are like right outside. Like these could be players that we're not sure could be in this area, but these are just players that we thought were worth a mention. Uh so my first honorable mention is Saquon Barkley. Um you know, he's still a good talent. He's he's got a lot of potential. He's he's one of those players that if he has a fully healthy season, I think he could have a Christian McCaffrey type season. Cause that's what we've seen that mm-hmm. if he's fully healthy, but you know, even if I, even when I say that I'm, I'm losing faith in him really fast and it hurts as a giants yeah. fan, but I am. And the thing is he hasn't even been great when he's been on the field. He just hasn't been, he's been disappointing. Like, I I can't I can't call him anything more than that. He's just been disappointing, and it's sad to say, but it's just what he's been. And, yeah. Um. You know, Saquon. He's still young, but I wouldn't be buying him uh, if I was a if I was a uh, rebuilder. Wouldn't be buying him mm-hmm. if I was a contender. I just yeah. wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be buying him in general. Like I I just can't do it. Um. So yeah, that's that's Saquon. Uh, but I still think, like I said, he, it's this this honorable mention is really just a potential based pick. I don't think mm-hmm. that I think it's unlikely that he reaches the game breaking potential that I think he has. But it's worth mentioning that he could. Mm-hmm. Um. So who is your first honorable mention? My first honorable mention is uh, David Montgomery. I I think uh, you you covered a lot of it. I think with his offense improving and with the coaching staff improving, I think he could like, like my honorable mentions are based off of guys. I think could make it into the top 12 next season or in the next two seasons. 
Um, but yeah, Montgomery, he's he basically got the job locked down. I don't think Herbert's taking over. I would invest in Herbert, like I said earlier, but, uh, Justin Fields is going to improve. Matt, the coaching staff should improve. I, I got, I hope for bears fans sake. And with that, I think David Montgomery will just also improve. Uh, yeah, that's basically all I, all I got to say about David Montgomery. I think he's a middling RB2 guy right now. I think he could maybe be an RB1, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who knows, but yeah. Yeah, Um. so for my second honorable mention, it's Derrick Henry. Um, he's a guy that probably only has a one-year window. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he... He like I said, one year window. Um, he'll be good next year. I think. I think he'll still be good, but I, I'm not even confident in that really. Um, but I yeah. think that he could be good, and just that chance is is good. He's a hold. He's a guy that I'm holding if I have him, but he's a guy that I am not really psyched on buying unless I'm a true contender with a bunch of draft picks to spare. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's good. I think that Derrick Henry is worthy of a, worthy of a mention, but he's probably not in my top 12. Yeah, I mean, everybody counted him out this season, and look what he did. I mean, he, he's still like the RB14 yeah. in PPR. That's crazy. That's insane. It just goes to show how talented he is. And I think uh, and he's one of the best pure rushers in the league. Doesn't get a lot of receiving work, but with his talent, I don't think he needs it that much. Um, and if he can come back fully healthy, I mean, and not have the wear and tear, like wear down on him, then I don't see why he couldn't be top five, not, not in dynasty top five for next season. Yeah. Just uh, a season based. Uh, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Hmm. I love ginger ale. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so that so my, who's who's your two? My second honorable mention is Travis Etienne. Man, what a rough <laughs> start of a career for this guy. I mean, Liz yeah. Frank at the before the season even starts. I don't even think did we those are tough injuries. In a, in a, yeah. We did. We saw we saw him in a preseason game. We saw him yeah. for like saw him a little bit. We didn't see much of him though. Like maybe a couple snaps. Yeah, and I I mean James Robinson. Has a well, serious Achilles injury. Achilles. I don't. Or his I Achilles. think it's a tear. Oh. I think it's a tear. That, yeah. And that's, everybody knows that's like a Man, death sentence for running back. I hate like um, James. Oh my god, I feel so bad for James Robinson. I know. He, this is yeah. this is like he's an undrafted player. You know, he's not. He yeah. He might not get the payday that he deserves. Like he mm-hmm. he he's been he's been a an elite running back in his first yeah. few years. And yeah. This Achilles tear, this will probably affect his, him for the rest of his career. I, I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if he just falls off, you know, right after he comes yeah. back. Or I I see him taking like maybe a Chris Carson type career path, um, like being being a good running back but not being the elite running back, and and just injuries sort of like holding I've him back. I don't by, think he'll be. I, as I've been burned by Chris Carson for the last two years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but 
with ETN, I think uh, this off season, I was not, uh, I was off of ETN. Um, I don't, I don't like betting on gadget players. I don't like doing it, which is ironic to say, considering I have LaVisca Chenault and Curtis Samuel in Dynasty, but I, I just don't like betting on these gadget players. But now with Urban Meyer out, I, I don't think Travis. I don't Kien think he's a gadget, gadget player. Well, I think, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think he was going to be, but I think Urban Meyer was going to use him as a gadget player. Mm-hmm. That's um, kind of that's kind of the vibes I was getting from his interviews. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's and worried like, to work him out at receiver. <laughs> yeah, like like wanting to take Kadarius Tony, who's who is a gadget player, over mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, and then drafting yeah. Travis Etienne. It shows well, that Urban Meyer was planning on using him as a gadget player, and it's just not really what I wanted to invest in. But now with a new coaching staff coming in. I think Travis Etienne just offers so much more, and with yeah, James Robinson's injury, I love injury, I, I, I loved the, Etienne coming out. He was really yeah, good. Yeah, he's he's a great rusher, good in the receiving game, and if he can come back from this Liz Frank injury, I don't. I think he can easily be top twelve, easily. Yeah, but that's a big yeah. if. Big yeah, if there. The, the speaking speaking of gadget players, I'm not sure how familiar familiar you are with the uh, upcoming rookie class, but oh, uh, Wandale Robinson is a guy. Oh my that, god. Wandale Robinson is a guy that I'm kind of out on because he is he's like a he is like a gadget player like I I don't know Wandale Robinson he's not a guy that I'm going to be targeting but uh yeah right I I I, I just wanted an excuse to make fun of Wandale Robinson yeah no not a not a huge fan of Wandale either uh I mean I haven't looked too much into him but like probably a good 10 receivers I'd take over him at this point um, but yeah, Travis Etienne, I, I think I, he got no wear and tear in the NFL, at least not, not right now. So, <laughs> well, right. The injury does the injury. Liz, Liz Frank injuries are really bad. Um, yeah, we, I, I think, I but know. it is, it's a four month recovery timetable and that that's ending probably now. Uh, so I think he, he's probably not fully recovered from that injury, but he, he's closer to it than not. And with this whole off season, I think he's got plenty of time to prepare. And if he's used right, I think he can, and can come back from this injury. I think he can easily. Yeah. Break the honestly, there's, there's no way that James Robinson is a hundred percent for week one. Oh no, absolutely not. No. Like he, he does. He, like we, we've seen cam Akers be designated to return cam Akers is a freak athlete like i, I, I think it's i have no say, idea how he was um, able to do that yeah neither do i and, and so james robinson might not even be back for the 2022 season who knows yeah, i like, don't think like, so either i mean maybe I, I think maybe like sometime in the middle of the season is probably most yeah. likely but yeah we're gonna we're gonna get to see a good five six games at, at the least for uh yeah. for for etn to try to take over that role um yeah and i think i think he will for sure and, and not not only to men or not to mention that he, he's got trevor lawrence passing him they already have good chemistry yeah and and yeah trevor lawrence hasn't been the best like um but but i think, I he, think that he, was he more of an urban meyer thing uh, I, think I think so as well. I think I think with this uh with all the, with this off season, if they can get a good coach, I think Lawrence will ba- bounce back. But he even even like he's still been pretty disappointing without yeah. mentioning without mentioning Urban Meyer. But right, um, I don't know. I think he'll be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's I mean that's all I I have to say about ETN. What about you? Yeah, 
no, I I've basically covered all my all my points. Yeah, so my number three is J.K. Dobbins. Um, he he's a talented player. He's he's really good. I was I was on the the J.K. Dobbins train. I was on the Cam Akers train. I was on all those trains before those injuries happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I like him, but I I can't bring myself to put him ahead of any of the guys that I have in my top twelve. I just can't do it because uh. I, the torn ACL, people are acting like it's no big deal. Like it could be no big deal, but yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a baby injury. It's like, it's a torn ACL. Um, right. so right. he could, he, he could never be the same after this. And no, uh, yeah, that, I, it's a possibility. Sure. And I think people aren't treating it as such. Like they're just being yeah. like, Oh, it's just an ACL. I, th- I feel like people are comparing, they're doing the thing where they, like, cause, because Cam Akers and uh, and J.K. Dobbins got injured at, like, the same time, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, it's not as bad of an injury as Cam Akers yeah. had, and he's back. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, Cam Akers is probably an outlier case, and I'm not even sure if Cam Akers will be 100% what he was last year. I'm, I'm um, almost certain that he won't be, honestly. Achilles are terrible. Like, uh-huh, really, and he really tore bad. it. He didn't, he didn't, yeah. you know... It's, I, I ruptured mm-hmm. my Achilles a few years ago, and oh my god, it's it's awful. Like you can't walk for for a month, or at least I and yeah. I don't know. I don't really know much about Achilles injuries besides my own experiences. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I I just and, yeah. I don't know. I no, uh, I, I agree. I like I like Dobbins, and I think he could come back and be good. But we yeah. saw Saquon Barkley tear his ACL, and look what happened right. to him. He he just hasn't been the same after that. Yeah, um, I think people point out Adrian Peterson too much with ACL injuries. Adrian Peterson that was Adrian Peterson. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like a generational. He's he's a Hall of Famer. Like he yeah. he's easily one of the best running backs ever. Um, and and who we can't call J.K. Dobbins one of the best running backs ever yet. No, we can't. We Not, can't even. Yeah. We can't even Not call him a, a good yeah. historical running back yet because he had like a he had a promising rookie year and that's all we've seen out of him. Yeah. Uh not to mention that like Gus Edwards will be making a comeback and again he also has a torn ACL, so who knows what what's up with him. But I don't uh, I don't know. It, uh, Gu- Gus Edwards is older. To, yeah, yeah, right. I don't I I feel like JK Dobbins is way more likely to come back than Gus Edwards, but yeah. If, even if they let Gus Edwards go, then they'll they'll probably bring in somebody else. I don't mm. think they're just going to rely on J.K. Dobbins because if the yeah. Ravens are a run first offense, and with Lamar running as much as he does, and whoever they bring in, I I don't I really don't think that J.K. Dobbins is the only like maybe they'll keep Latavius Murray probably not, but no, probably not. They're, they're bringing in someone else. I, I they might they might even draft somebody like uh. Yeah, like they could. like how like how the Bills did with uh, Singletary and Moss, maybe like a third, yeah, fourth round like, running a, back. like a Zach Zach, what, what's his name from UCLA? Zach Charbonnet. Uh, like, like, I mean, maybe. Guy. Mm-hmm. I think I I have to watch more tape. I don't know how well he'd fit in, but Char- uh, Charbonnet like a, like a, Charbonnet, I think is he, he could land in the second round and. Uh, Interesting. I, I thought he was always like a third, fourth rounder. Kind of well, like maybe. That. I mean, I you know, it depends on we we don't know how the NFL teams right. are going to evaluate these guys. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. 
me personally, I'm not really a Zach Charbonnet guy, but uh, I could I could see him landing in like the late second, but more likely he will be like third, fourth round. But yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, like I I I'm not really targeting Zach Charbonnet, but yeah. Um, man, we're gonna have to do a rookie uh, a, a rookie yeah. draft episode soon. Oh yeah. I'm, sure. I'm loving it. Uh, I, I'm 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 fully in that uh, rookie uh, season. Yeah, especially all that that trailing trailing Burke hype. Yeah, that's, that's been happening on on the dynasty subreddit. Oh my yeah, god! Every every other post is about trailing Burke. I'm kind of I'm kind of more of a Brees Hall type of guy, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's not get too much into the rookies. Um, right, right. We'll we'll talk about that in uh well, I'm definitely we're definitely gonna do a an episode about that. Um, yeah. We might even we might even do our first episode of more than two people. Ooh. Um. But yeah. Uh. But that okay. So that that was my third. Now now the last yep. player that we are gonna mention here is your number three. So who yep. is that? Uh. Well, speaking of current rookies. Uh, I'm going the rookie path again, but with Eli Mitchell. Uh, also a little bit out there, but I, I, like, I love, love Eli Mitchell. <laughs> so do I. I really like, yeah, okay. I thought Trey Sermon was better. I really Me did. too. Like, I, like, picked, I, I think picked him in the fifth did. round of our startup, so yeah. I get it. And then <laughs> and then I, I traded for him. Yeah. Not, not the best. <laughs> oh, not yeah. The best. Oh, yeah. So, um... I mean, we'll probably get some listeners that aren't in the know. So, basically, right. what happened is uh, I picked Trey Sermon in the fifth round of our startup, and uh, and I, uh, you know, I was super concerned with the um, with, with that he was a healthy scratch, and uh, once once I saw that, I was like, oh, and then. The when he was a healthy, I'm not sure exactly when I traded him away. It was like week two, week three. But when I saw that second healthy scratch, I was like, "Yeah, um, no, I'm I'm good. I'm out. Uh, I'm out on him. Uh, I'm all good." And then I tra- I tried, I shopped him frantically because I didn't want him on my roster anymore. Uh, and I I sold him to Mister VV here for uh a 23 second and a 24 second. So. Uh, yeah, and just not not the move, honestly. But, but, I thought uh, uh, maybe he could bounce back, and I was wrong. Me too. Me, I, I had, I had, I, I had a little bit of doubt in my mind, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna look like such an idiot if he turns out to be what I thought he was." Um, yeah. But yeah, that's enough about uh, Trey Sermon. What about what about yeah. Eli Mitchell? Well, Eli, he's the guy. He is the guy. He is. He is. I love Eli. I think oh it's, my god. It's, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. Shanahan's always going to use multiple running backs, but Eli Mitchell's the guy. It's not Sermon, obviously. It's not. No, nope. not really. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, who's aging, and he's not, not going to be on the roster anymore. Yeah. Uh, after this, Michael Hasty is not he injured. I don't. I don't really know what's up with Michael Hasty, but he's not the guy. No. And that leaves they've, Eli they've, Mitchell. He's, they've been using getting, him quite a bit, though. Hasty. Yeah, like in a, in absurd amount. Like he's getting when when he's on the field, he's getting. 190 or 80 percent of all the rushing like all the carries he's getting a lot of a lot of work a lot of work and and this was and it's sad because this was also a guy who was pretty high on going into uh the 2020 draft 
but I did not think he'd beat out Trey Sermon. And he, he ended up doing it. And I think the faith that San Francisco has in him shows like that he can be a top 12 dynasty running back like pretty easily. I think, I, I think he, he, he'll improve next season. I'm sure. Uh, he, he's been missing a few games, but that's not really anything I can worry about at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the only and actually, you want to you want to know you want to know fun fact. Yeah, Eli Mitchell actually had a Liz Frank injury in college. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had a, I he did had not a, know that. Yeah, he had a Liz Frank injury in college. Um, but with, he, with he, surgery, uh, like like ETN. Uh, let me see. Actually, because I know I know the big thing that people were pointing out was that Le'Veon Bell had one before he went off, but he'd never had surgery on it. But you know who also had Liz Frank? Julio Jones, and he did have surgery on it. I know different positions, but still, I I, I want to bring it up in in support of Travis. He, he had a he, he had a Liz Frank fracture, um, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure the severity, yeah. but I'm not I I can't really. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he got surgery, but uh, he yeah. did have a he had he had a Liz Frank fracture, so. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but it doesn't seem too much of a concern right now. Cause, but it's, it's, yeah. it's a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, the the only knock I can find on Eli Mitchell is how how volatile Shanahan's offense is. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know who who's doing what any any of the time in San Francisco. That makes me want to stay away from San Francisco players in general. Me too. But like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't with Eli Mitchell, Devo, He's so Kittle, talented. Io, oh, talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it just—it's it, hard for me to stay away uh, from the San Francisco players. But God, I hate—I hate Shanahan for fantasy purposes, mm-hmm. and, and so that's that's mm-hmm. the only knock I got on Mitchell. And also that Devo is being way more involved in the rushing game than anybody thought. Um, but besides that, I—I'm all in on Mitchell. I think Mitchell could be me a great too. player, and and I think he's a buy low, honestly. Like, like you're pulling up keep trade well, cut. Which well, we actually, we actually, we, we actually had an Eli Mitchell trade though. And, uh, Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Um, oh, right. Well, let me, let me look him up. And it was, it was, it was Naheem Hines and Eli Mitchell for, uh, Traquan Smith, uh, 22 third, a 23 first, a 23 second and a 24 second. So okay, I think that's pretty fair, honestly. Uh, yeah, considered. I think it's pretty fair, but I, I wouldn't call that a buy low. Yeah, I think in this situation, not really a buy low, but like pulling up keep trade cut. He's the RB21. Like people are valuing AJ Dillon, Josh Jacobs. I love AJ Dillon. Over I also like AJ Dillon, but I, I don't think I'd rather have him than Elijah Mitchell. Me too. Um. Uh, and so I, I mean, I don't think he's a super buy low, but I think he, he could be had for less he's worth than the price. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not I, a buy low, but he's worth the price. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like he's a guy that you should be fine buying right now because he'll be, he'll yeah. be worth it. Yeah, for sure. And, and Mostert's, I, I completely forgot about Mostert. Mostert's not coming back and doing anything significant. I don't think, I mean, he's what, 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and injured, he's not coming back. Um, they'll yeah. they're gonna bring in more guys, probably like some vets, but 
I think that it's still yeah. going to be Mitchell's backfield. Um, yeah. And so for that reason, I, I think Mitchell can easily be a top 12 dynasty running back and well worth my, my third honorable mention spot. Me too. Um, I wanted to save you some, some honorable mentions for you. That's why mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't go too crazy. I wanted, I wanted to let you have some fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, right? We got, uh, we got our three mentions and we got our top 12. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, if you guys watched this far, um, what are you doing with your life? But uh, thank you, really, um, mm-hmm. means a lot. Uh, this is this is uh, so we've done one with Luke, we've done one with VV. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a top ten tight ends, I think, or top twelve tight ends. Um, I don't know how fun that will be because there's not really it's not really very deep with tight ends. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make my own list and I'll see how how entertaining it would be. Mm-hmm. But um, we're gonna do some buy low shows. I'd say some buy low, sell high, some of that stuff. Probably more short form. Um, but this is probably gonna turn out to be a two hour podcast, which I'm not. I'm I'm fine with that. That was pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. I had a blast. Uh, VV, I bet you did too. Yeah, um, loved it. So yeah, uh you know, thank you for watching and uh I hope you're here for the next one. Um and that's goodbye. <laughs>